Yo, yo, what's going on, good people? Today is Monday, June 27, 2022. Time is 10.33 a.m. Eastern Time. You're on, you're on with another episode of The Bridge, episode 120 of The Bridge. Get down with Big Ron Brown, Big Kush, King Kush. It's all the same. Just here bring you my humble opinion about things that's going on in our everyday lives, things that we talk about, uh, mainly sports, music, politics, current events on a local, national, and global level, things that's going on in our everyday lives. Uh, got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, most of the topics, as we all know, about the um, Roe versus Wade decision, that is uh, the protest that erupted around the around the country and around the world in reference to that decision. Uh, NBA draft updates. We're going to get into some Stanley Cup Finals updates. Uh, we're definitely going to get into see uh, getting into the BET Awards. Of course, was last night. And um, but uh, before we get into any of that of the show, uh, this is a special day. It's a happy day. It's a momentous day. Uh, want to say happy anniversary to my beautiful bride, Latasha Shepard Brown. We have been we got married this year, eight years ago, June 27, 2014. We have been married eight years. We've been together a total of ten. Um, we've had some mountain highs, we've had some valley lows, and all in between. And now we have two beautiful babies, our beautiful daughter and our beautiful son, to add to our union. Um, marriage is not easy. Marriage is work but I will be the first one to tell you that it's worth it. It is definitely worth it every step of the way. Uh, being married to her, she makes me want to be the best version of myself so that I can give the best version of myself to be the best husband and to be the best father to my wife and to my kids because that's exactly what they deserve. And I thank God for my beautiful wife and our family every day. I do not take it for granted. I am grateful, I am thankful, and I appreciate her for just being her, just for being my life, my helpmate, my life partner, my ride or die, my breath, my, I, I tell her that she is forever, my breath is fresh air. And I am humbly, gratefully thankful that I get to be her husband, that we get to walk through this thing called life together as husband and wife. And... I'm just thankful <clears throat> because everything that we've been through, me personally, especially over this past year with our health situation last year, both of us having COVID and then me going to the hospital and me being at three different hospitals in a month span and being out of work for five months, that were, I, I didn't think I would see this day because I thought that I may, be, I may be gone. And the fact that I'm alive to say happy anniversary and look my beautiful wife in her eyes and See our beautiful babies that we made together. I don't take that for granted. I, I never will. So, just want to start off with saying happy anniversary to my beautiful bride. Eight years of marriage, ten years total, and yeah, never take that for granted. So, I love you, baby. All right, as always, we're gonna start this show off like we've been doing the past two years. We're gonna get into some um, COVID and vaccine updates as a result right now. Here in the United States, there are still 86.9 million cases of COVID. Over 1 million-plus people have died as a result of COVID. 594 million vaccines have been given. 222 million people have been fully vaccinated, which is at a rate of 67.4%. I'll give those numbers again. 86.9 million cases of COVID. Here in the United States, over 1 million people, 1 million-plus people have died as a result of COVID, 594 million vaccines have been given. 222 million people have been fully vaccinated. 
which is at a rate of 67.4%. I know we are uh, we are in the summer months. People are traveling. People are having barbecues and cookouts. People are visiting, going on vacations. This is not the time to let our guard down. I believe we are definitely getting over a hump a little bit. Uh, the vaccinations, they, they do not eliminate COVID. They just reduce your, your they reduce the, the sickness that if you do get COVID, it helps to reduce it as much as possible. Because if you didn't have the vaccination, it would be worse. I'm a living witness to that. So, yes, you can still get COVID even if you are vaccinated, even if you get the booster shot. But it reduces the sickness, how worse it could be. So with that being said, please go get your please don't get vaccinated. Please don't get the booster shot as soon as you are eligible. Do not take that for granted. Do not overlook that because that's the only way. That is the only way that we can combat this, combat this virus that has been going on, that has been raging in this country for two plus years now. So people, please go get vaccinated. Go get the booster shot as soon soon as you are eligible. So, uh, well, let's just jump right into it. Uh, the Supreme Court reverses the Roe versus Wade decision, which is on abortion rights that were made in this country 50-plus years ago, and um, pretty much countrywide protests broke out as a result of it. Um, it just has to make you question what's next in this country. That's just my humble opinion about it. It's just what what is the Supreme Court wanted to take off the table next? I mean, you just don't know. You don't know what their thought process is. You don't know who they're for and who they're against. But you obviously know who they're against. They're against women making decisions with their own bodies, which is not right. And they claim to be pro-life, and they claim it in the, in the name of the Lord. But there's so much immoral things that's going on in our, in our nation's capital with Congress and people in the U.S. Capitol. You don't know who's for it. You don't know who's on the Lord's side down there. You obviously don't. Because the decisions that they make, it's not for the people. It's not of the people, for the people, and by the people. It's for themselves. It's for their own political gain. It's for their own agenda. It's, it's not for the people. So you have to you just, you, as, a, as a black man in this country, as a minority in this country, you just have to ask yourself, what, 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 what are they, they going to try to take off the table next? Brown versus Board of Education? Should women be allowed to work and vote? Hell, why not bring back slavery? There are some, I guarantee you, there are millions of people in this country that would love to bring that back. So, um, hey, you voted for Trump. I have to question that. So, just 70 plus, 70 plus million people voted for Trump. So, if you voted for Trump, there's no, I don't know what your thought process is. I can't even try, can't even try to comprehend your thoughts, especially me being a black man in this, in this country. So, you just have to question what is next. You just have to think. That's your thought process. What they, what they. Overturning this, this, overturning this, this abortion rights, Roe versus Wade, that happened over 50 years ago. You just have to, in the back of your mind, you have to be prepared. And you have to think about what is next. What are they going to try to take off, take off the table next? So, to the women of this country, um, especially our beautiful black sisters in this country, we apologize because that's not an easy decision to make. No, we know that abortion is not easy. Abortion is not something that you take lightly. But as an American in this country, you should have the right to choose what you want to do with your body. I, as a man, I can't tell a woman what she should do and what she should not do with her body. That's not my, I, I don't have that. I shouldn't have that right to say that. And neither should people who are in the Supreme Court in D.C. But 
like I said, you just have to um you just have to question in your mind what's next. Um worldly news I want to get into real quick. Uh, my thoughts and prayers uh, going out to the people in Afghanistan because uh earthquake, I believe the earthquake was like a seven or eight on the Richter scale. A thousand over a thousand dead, over fifteen hundred people that were injured as a result of that earthquake in Afghanistan. So definitely my thoughts and prayers are going out to the people who suffered and who lost their lives as a result of that natural disaster of that earthquake over in Afghanistan. Uh, President Biden here in the country, here in the United States, is, the call, is calling for a three-month suspension on gas and diesel tax. Uh, the pain at the pump is very real. We have been dealing with it since the war in Ukraine broke out back in February. Inflation has affected gas prices. It has affected uh, grocery store prices. It has affected everything you can think of. So this three-month suspension, this is through, I guess this is through the last throughout the summer months, which are the busiest time for, for people who are traveling according to AAA. The gas prices, it seems like they always go up during the summer because more and more people are traveling, more and more people are going on vacations. So hopefully this gas, uh, this uh, suspension, holiday suspension, gas, summer month suspension is supposed to be three months, probably until after Labor Day because we all know Labor Day is the last holiday of the summer and that's when mostly people are starting to go back to schools. Most vacations are over with. And so hopefully this three-month suspension will last until then. And then gas prices will tend, tend to go down after Labor Day because most kids are going back. Most kids are back in school. Most people are done with vacations. And so hopefully this will definitely help because the pain at the pump is real. I mean, I don't drive a, a SUV or a van or anything like that. I drive a uh Crown Victoria, which is a V8 um, engine, and what used to take me $45, $50 to fill up is now taking me at least $75 to $80 to fill up every single time. So the pain at the pump is definitely real. So hopefully this will um, help people. Every little bit helps. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Gun legislature was passed and uh, through the House and the Senate, and Biden signed it, and this is something that needed to happen a long time ago. It's just this is something that could have been taken care of years ago, and a lot of mass shootings. I'm not going to say it probably would have eliminated the mass shootings, but it could have slowed it down. It could have slowed the um, mass shootings down in this country. Um, something had to be done. They had to put some type of legislation in place to, like I said, you're not going to eliminate it because of that certain hate that people have in their hearts. It's just only God can fix that. But if you could slow it down, if you could distract it, if you can minimize it, if you can put some type of roadblock that will slow these down and you can investigate when you have these people who go on social media and say these things and you overlook it, but they're telling you what their intentions are, they're showing you what they're for and who they're for, most importantly, who they are not for, and you don't take it seriously and you don't look at it as a threat. And then months or weeks or months later, these mass shootings play out, but this person already told you who they're for. They already showed you on social media, on emails, the groups that they support, the groups that they belong to. They're not, they're, they're not just saying that for their, their health. They're not just saying that because they want to be cool or popular on social media. They're, that's a warning sign. And our government, our government officials and our government organizations don't take that lightly. I don't care if he looks like you or he looks like somebody that, that I can't believe it, that he, my, my son or my daughter wouldn't do this. You have to take every legitimate threat seriously. 
you have to look at it seriously because month, weeks and months later, these kids, most of them are kids. They're not even 21 years old yet. When they say these things and they show you who they believe in, they show you the groups that they belong to, and then weeks or months later, we have these mass shootings. Maybe if you'd have done something, maybe if you'd have took that threat seriously instead of overlooking it, maybe maybe a lot of these mass shootings wouldn't have happened. So this gun legislation that's being passed, hopefully it slows this down. Hopefully it makes some of these people who have this hate and this evil in their heart, maybe it slows them down and makes them think that if I do this, that my life is going to be forever changed, that my life is pretty much over, that the hate crimes and what I'm going to be charged and convicted with, maybe that will just, because hopefully they will have a change of heart and see that these, but we are people, we, we as black people and minorities, we're people, we're human beings, but maybe the consequences will make them think twice. That's, that's, that's just my humble opinion about the situation. So anyway, let's get into some sports news real quick. Let's just change the gears a little bit. Um, I want to send some congratulations out. Stanley Cup Finals ended yesterday in Game 6. The Colorado Avalanche won their first Stanley Cup, first Stanley Cup in 21 years. I thought they were going to finish out in Game 5 because they had a 3-1 lead, but Tampa Bay being the two-time defending champ said, no, 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 we're going to at least push this back to Game 6. And the Colorado Avalanche took care of business. They are now the 2022 Stanley Cup champions. So congratulations to them, the city of Denver, the state of Colorado, First time they won the Stanley Cup in 21 years. Also, congratulations to the Ole Miss Rebels winning their first ever um, College World Series in baseball, men's national champions. They are, that was the first time in school history that they won a cha- uh, championship. Uh, I am, of course, born and raised in Mississippi, Buckatonna, Mississippi, which is in Wayne County, so I know plenty of people who, are, who attended Ole Miss, who graduated from Ole Miss, and who are proud uh, uh H Y uh H Y F F Y I believe it's H uh H Y F Y something like that. That's what they always say. I'm, I'm not gonna say it over over this podcast, but they know exactly what I'm saying. So um, congratulations to the Ole Miss Rebels being the college for 2022 College World Series national champions, first time in school history that the men's baseball team won a national championship. So congratulations to them. Also, we had the NBA draft last week. I hope I am saying his name correct. Uh, Paoli, Paolo Banquero was the first number overall pick out of Duke with the Orlando Magic. Chet Holmgren was uh, the number two pick going to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And Jabari Smith, a lot of people who thought he was going number one, but he went number three. Overall, to the Houston Rockets. So that's your top three picks in the uh, in the action in the association known as the NBA. Also, my San Antonio Spurs. We had three picks, uh, three solid picks. Uh, some athletic guys. I would have loved to see us get a um, big man to protect the rim because we have with that San Antonio Spurs. We've always been had a big man to protect the rim, being a, a la David Robinson and Tim Duncan, but. They, we, we did need some more athletic guys, some guys to build up our bench. So three first-round picks. I am definitely looking forward to seeing those guys in the summer league and the training camp before the season starts in October of this year. So congratulations to, to all of those who were drafted, all of those who were not uh, who undrafted but signed with teams. I saw that um, Sharif O'Neal, son of Shaquille O'Neal, 
signed with the Los Angeles Lakers, and I also saw Scottie Pippen Jr., of course, son of Scottie Pippen, the um, Hall of Famer, legend of the Chicago Bulls. They both signed with the Lakers, so they are going to continue their profession. They're going to continue their careers professionally, signing both both signing deals with the Los Angeles Lakers. So I also think uh, Ron Harper's son, if I'm not mistaken, signed with Toronto Raptors. I don't. I, I believe he did, but Ron Harper's son also signed. He's a, he's also in the league. So these second generation of athletes, man, that are continuing their father's legacy is just remarkable. It's it's outstanding. So congratulations to the draft pick. All of those who are continuing their careers in the NBA draft. Other sports news I want to get into real quick. Um, NFL news. I'll switch over to the um, NFL. 20 out of 24 allegations against Deshaun Watson have been settled. Civil suits. Uh, there are still four allegations. There are still four suits left to be settled. Um, they said, I believe, um, I saw some news where they are they are going to um, start his um, process or what they're going to um, if they're going to suspend him or not. That process begins tomorrow with the um, the actions that what they're going to do against Deshaun Watson. That begins tomorrow. But 20 out of the 24. Super suits against Deshaun Watson have been settled. There are still four suits out there to be settled. Or they may take it to court. They may go to trial. So we don't know. I'm thinking a lot of people, a lot of analysts on these shows have been thinking that Deshaun Watson will not play at all this year. It would shock me if they if he steps one foot on the field for Cleveland this season. So if you're a Cleveland Brown fan, you might as well accept the fact that Deshaun Watson may not see the field of action until 2023. Because it would highly shock me, uh, considering the fact of what that baseball player got for his suspension. I think he got suspended two years without pay. So um, if, if if Deshaun Watson is playing in 2022, it will shock the heck out of me. So safe bet, I don't think he's going to play at all this year. But 20 out of the 24 uh, sexual alleg- sexual allegations, sexual assault allegations against him were settled in civil court. Uh, Roger Goodell testified against the Washington Commanders for a sexual assault situation that happened with that team back in 2009. Uh, Roger Goodell basically went and testified before court, saying it's the worst he's ever seen since he's been commissioner. Uh, the Washington Commanders have been a long, you, there's a laundry list of problems that they have been going through and dealing with, not just dealing with changing their name. Um, listen. <laughs> A lot of people have been calling for Daniel Snyder to be taken off as the end of removed as an owner from the NFL from the team. It's just a cesspool of things that have been dealing with and going through all going on, players wise, front office wise, owner wise. That it that that place I I don't even I don't even know what to say. You just never it's just something different that's dealing with the Washington Commanders and it's not good and it's coming out every single day. So the fact that Roger Goodell testified against them says all you need to say. He says it's the worst that he, the things that he testified against. It's been, it's, it's, it's public information. I'm not going to go into all the details, but <clears throat> a lot of people were hurt. A lot of people were felt abused. A lot of people felt like they didn't have a voice or they were just dealing with stuff for years. So it's a laundry list of things against the Washington Commanders. So, uh, yeah, anxious to see what's going to happen with that team. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, Gronk, announced his retirement last week from the NFL. Uh, 33 year old, I believe he's 33 years old. 
he decided to hang him up. Uh, he is he has definitely dealt with a lot of injuries. We all know he has that that hard running style that he does, and he has been taking a lot of shots over the past years playing with the uh, New England Patriots and playing with the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He followed Tom, he followed Tom Brady down to Tampa Bay because he he retired before, but then when Tom Brady left and went to Tampa Bay, he convinced Gronk to go down there and follow him to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they also won another Super Bowl together. So, yeah, 33 years old. He played in the NFL, I believe, for um, 13 seasons, uh, four-time Super Bowl champion, NFL Comeback Player of the Year, uh, four-time first-team All-Pro. He made five Pro Bowls with um, in his NFL career, led the league in touchdowns in 2011, all-decades team, will definitely be um, – first ballot Hall of Famer in 2027. So uh, he holds the NFL records for most receiving touchdowns in a season by a tight end with 17, most career touchdowns in a postseason by a tight end, which is 15, most total touchdowns in a season by a tight end at 18, and most 100-yard games by a a tight end with 32. His uh, last NFL statistics, he had 621 receptions, 9,286 yards for 92 touchdowns. Shannon Sharp, who was one of the um, all-time great tight ends in the NFL history, basically said Rob Gronkowski is his vote for the um, best tight end of all time. And you think about the tight ends, great tight ends who played the game from Ozzie Newsome to Jay Novacek with the Cowboys, Brent Jones with the 49ers. Uh, you think about um, Tony Gonzalez. You think about Antonio Gates. You think about Jason Witten. And it's a lot of tight ends who have made their mark in this league. And so for Shannon Sharp to pretty much say he is uh, Rob Gronkowski is his um, favorite for tight ends in this league. So that says a lot. So congratulations to Rob Gronkowski for a Hall of Fame career that surely five years from now he will definitely go in the Hall of Fame. Also, and wanted to say rest in peace to Tony Saragusa. Tony Saragusa, known, uh, nickname also the Goose, former Colt, Raven, and Fox analyst, passed away um, June 22nd last week. He was, um, tw- played 12 seasons with the Indianapolis Colts and Baltimore Ravens. And he was also on, uh, he was an analyst from Fox Network from 2003 to 2015. He was uh, 55 years old. Um, he was a Super Bowl champion, of course, with the Baltimore Ravens in 2000. His uh, NFL stats were 562 tackles, 22 sacks, and nine fumble recoveries. If you knew Goose, uh, he was a, he was a larger life personality. Him and him and Shannon Sharp played together for the Ravens back in um on that Super Bowl team in um 2000 when they won Super Bowl 35. They played a lot of jokes on each other, a lot of just. A lot of fun, a lot of personality. Um, they both came out in the same draft class in uh, 1990. So definitely want to say rest in peace to Tony Saragusa. Um, my condolences definitely go out to his family. Passed away at the age of 55. So definitely want to send my condolences out to his family. And as always, we all come from different races, backgrounds, cultures, places, and statuses, but we are more alike than we are different. When we can see each other as human, find common ground and interest, begin to pick each other's brain and dig into the core of each other respectfully and peacefully, only then can we begin to heal each other and truly bridge the gap between all of us. Another episode of The Bridge. Get down with Big Ron Brown, Big Kush, King Kush is all the same. 
I will be posting this to my anchor po- on Anchor Podcast as well as Twitter and on my Facebook page. Um, people, please, like I said, once again, if you haven't gotten vaccinated, please go get vaccinated. We're playing, praying for the um, violence in this country. Um, also, yeah, real quick, want to say congratulations on all the recipients of the BET Awards last night. Uh, definitely want to say congratulations to um, Sean Puffy Combs, Lifetime Achievement Award. Puff, Puff has contributed so much to entertainment. Um, so definitely want to say congratulations to him and all the award, award winners last night at the BET Awards. And um, once again, want to say happy anniversary to my beautiful bride of eight years, um, many my mountain highs, valley lows, and all in between, but I wouldn't trade any of it in the world. I'm a grateful, and th- I'm grateful, I am thankful, and I am a blessed man to call you Latasha Shepherd Brown, my wife. So thank you, baby, for everything that you've done for us and our family and continue to mean to me as a, as a wife. So thank you. Happy anniversary to us. And um, I will definitely get at you guys next week. Until then, stay safe. Have a good one. Peace.